On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Tuesday, November 16th, Ian Cameron, and thrilled to have Alex B. Smith back on the Ice Guys show. We've missed him, and we're happy to have him back here on this Tuesday edition of the show. Great day for him to rejoin the show. It is a big NHL card, lots of opportunities, and excited to break them down. First of all, Alex, let's just get some thoughts. How are things going with you back home? Doing well. Uh, like I said, well, as things can go, obviously, for the, those of you who may or may or not know, but my, my father has fallen very ill and uh, had to be taken to a hospice care facility. So I'm here helping out my mom here in Chicago. I'm here in my dad's old office uh, where I've done shows in in different seasons before. So I'll be here and I'll be doing shows sporadically for the next couple of weeks uh, until things get stable out, of course, with the holidays, you know, running into everything as well. So but uh, but I'll be here for a few shows, especially couldn't miss today with how big of a a card is today. So looking forward to that, like I said, following, you know, obviously still following the games and still tracking along. So. Uh, you know, we always talk about Thanksgiving being the kind of barometer of teams of whether you're going to be in the playoffs or, or miss the playoffs this, with this being a full regular season. Uh, that's definitely going to be the case. I think it might be a little bit longer for some teams, but for the most part, we really kind of see the, the contenders and pretenders starting to split up in, in the last week or so. No doubt. So it's definitely since uh, you've been away the last week or so, we've seen some teams go on a terrific run, and we've seen some teams really fall on hard times. And uh, that's what's going to happen in the course of an 82-game regular season. Of course, you can say that's what happens to NHL betters, too. You know, we have uh, great runs, and then we can fall on hard times. And uh, I know personally I was falling on hard times early in the season, but it's been a really good run the last uh, week, week and a half for me, and it's been good to see. Uh, hopefully people in the show have been uh, been able to cash in with uh, certainly me picking it up lately in the NHL. Hopefully we can keep it rolling today. We've got a great card. Let's get into it. We'll start with the Montreal Canadiens and the New York Rangers. We've got the Rangers minus 190 uh, home favorites in this game. Five and a half the total here across the board. Uh, The Canadiens just continue to spiral uh, out of control. Uh, It's just been a rough go for the Canadiens as of uh, the entire season. But uh, back-to-back losses uh, over the weekend against Detroit and Boston. Really, both games they, that were winnable, that were there for the taking uh, for the Canadians, but they lose in overtime to Detroit, 3-2. to two. Uh, And then, of course, the uh, 5-2 loss against the Bruins on Sunday, where uh, the Canadians actually had a lead at one point in that game. And then the third period, it was just a, uh, a colossal fail. Uh, for the Montreal Canadiens, Boston uh, with the third period comeback, and they win 5-2 uh, in that game. Rangers have put together uh, three straight wins in a row. Uh, very impressive fashion for them. Uh, so we'll see if they can keep it up here in this game. Rangers have gone over the total in five straight games. Very interesting. We remember early in the year, uh, the, the offense just wasn't firing on all cylinders, and, and the defense was playing well. Well, that offense, you don't worry about it now. They have scored 6-6-4, 5-4. 
uh, in the six in the five games during this uh, overstreak uh, for the New York Rangers. So I, I think for this game, if I were to lean one way or the other, you know, you've got Caden Primo and Net for the Montreal uh, Canadiens. Of course, defense goaltending has been an issue for them throughout the course of the year. It's not just that offensively, you know, they've struggled to score goals at times. They've had a real difficult time keeping the puck out of their own net for the majority uh, of the season. In fact, you look at Montreal's overall statistics on the defensive end of the ice, they are ranked 29th in the NHL, goals against, averaging 3.4 goals per game allowed. So it has been difficult uh, for them to score or keep the puck out of their own net. And certainly at times they've been offensively challenged as well. And now you have Caden Primo in net, who's getting the call up here from the AHL. We'll see uh, how he fares in this one. He's making his first start of this season, and he's been really good in the minors from all indications, solid at the very least. But now you're going to the NHL where he's had some difficult time stepping up to this level, playing at a high level. So I don't know how he's going to fare here. And it's not like you're facing a uh, team that's struggling to uh, find offense right now. The New York Rangers are certainly uh, doing that. So I, I my bet here is going to be the team total for the Rangers uh, over three and a half. I, I don't know if I want to put myself in a position to trust Montreal offensively against uh, Igor Shesterkin when uh, their offense has not exactly been firing on all cylinders. This is a good prop game, I think, for me, for the Rangers, you know, to look at Alexi Lafreniere is starting to find the back of the net. Look out. There may be value with his goal scorer props right now. Uh, certainly Capo Caco, he's a streaky scorer. He scored in the last game. Maybe you look at him. I mean, obviously, he's a Banajad. Kreider's been on fire. We know that for the Rangers. But now you're starting to see Caco. You're starting to see Lafreniere step up offensively. And we know they're talented, skilled players. And some, and you're not going to you're get a better goal scorer prop price with guys like that. So uh, I might look deeper down the board when it comes to goal scorer props and maybe look at guys like Caco, guys like Lafreniere that maybe they get on a little bit of a hot streak now that they're finally starting uh, to light the lamp for the New York Rangers. So I'm going to look at a couple props there, Kako, uh, Lafreniere, and I think I like that team total for sure, Rangers over three and a half. It's just Primo's got to prove it to me here uh, in terms of making a start at the NHL level because he struggled in the previous stints he's had here in the National Hockey League. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Rangers and Habs? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned about how the five straight overs for – uh, the New York Rangers, but also look at eight of the last 12 games have gone over for Montreal. Like I said, they're having issues with defense, having issues with golden goaltending, uh, Caden Primo coming up. You know, you look at his other stints, he's been kind of up and down. Uh, I know his AHL, you know, numbers, he's looked better in the AHL. Even, even his numbers there aren't ex exactly impressive, but, but his form has been more impressive in the AHL. Which would, you know, allude to, you know, is this now the time do you give him the shot to be the backup uh, you know, or is this, are they shopping him potentially because teams are going to need goaltending help? You know, and you kind of wonder what things, because obviously they're waiting for Carey Price to, to come back and be fully healthy. So, uh, you know, we'll see how long this lasts, how long the shakeup kind of, kind of, you know, uh, lasts for Montreal. But the only thing I would look at here, I grabbed Rangers regulation minus a dollar 10 early today. Within five minutes of me, like actually making that bet, it went up to minus a dollar 30. I still kind of like that. But it's not as strong of a play, obviously, a 20-cent move that 
that far. But it makes sense because of this is, like I said, better form right now with the Rangers. Even though they lost Sammy Blay for the rest of the year, that's a huge loss for them, in my opinion, because not only just the offensive, you know, uh, balance he adds to the bottom line, but he's just one of those gritty kind of in-your-face guys. Some He's a guy they're going to miss, I think, more in the second half of the season than they will right now. Uh, and so that's something to kind of you know make a note of, and we'll see if the Rangers, how they fill that hole moving along forward, but this shouldn't be much of an issue here. Like I said, you played the team total over. That's probably the better option at this point because you don't want to be laying 190, and even 130 in regulation can be tough because let's say Montreal does have a good effort, and, and, and it, you know we see this with backup goalies and third-string goalies all the time where they know all right, we have to clamp down and be a bit more responsible defensively. We don't want to hang this kid out to dry. So this could be one of those 2-2 two, two or 3-3 three, three kind of games. So I lean with the full game over. I would look toward uh, Rangers team total over as well, but I'm on Rangers regulation like that grab minus a dollar ten. Yeah, it's really amazing that you can get Rangers team total over three and a half plus one ten plus one fifteen. Would you rather have that or minus one ninety? I know which one I'd rather <laughs> get from a price yeah. standpoint. And Definitely. you have to ask yourself too, Alex, if Rangers win the game, is it pretty reasonable to expect them to at least get four goals? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, more than like, and I, I, yeah, like I said, I see them winning by we have four goals, five goals than I do a three to one game. You know, like I said, because even okay, fine if their offense sticks the night off, but like I said, the, how with how bad the the defense has been for Montreal, and like I said, we're just assuming if that's a Caden Primo plays an average or good game, if he has a bad game right off the bat, then yeah, we can see three goals and he, and then he gets pulled. Who knows what happens moving forward? So yeah, so so yeah, you much more comfortable with the team total over, especially the plus price. Yeah, exactly. The plus price uh, is really a, it's really a great price, plus 115 in that range with that team total. Nashville, Toronto, Toronto minus 200, home favorites, five and a half the total. Uh, in this game, the uh, Leafs, of course, uh, over the weekend, back-to-back victories for them against Calgary. That was the Hall of Fame uh, game in uh, Toronto on Friday night. And then give the Leafs credit because sometimes in these spots they've slipped up in the past, but they played Buffalo the very next night. They did with Joseph Wall. Uh, making his first um, start in the NHL, and they found a way to get the victory 5-4 uh, in that game. Uh, and now they'll return home, and really it's been a great run for the Leafs, 8-1 uh, in their last nine games. However, the one loss in those last nine games was a home game early in the week, last week, against the LA Kings. And man, this spot smells, feels, smells, feels like the same spot tonight. Home early in the week, and I've been to Scotiabank Arena much earlier in my lifetime for these early week Leaf home games. That's a very dull, quiet crowd early in the week. I find maybe Saturday night they're a little bit louder for home games, not early in the week, and especially when it's a you know a, not a marquee opponent, not a divisional opponent, not a rival, and you're playing outside the conference again in Nashville against Nashville here. This just this is a scary spot to me for the Leafs tonight. Are they playing great hockey right now? Absolutely. No question about that. But here's Nashville coming into this game 8-2 and two in their last 10 games, playing some solid hockey as well. Now, if you want to quibble, you can say some of these wins have been against teams that aren't very good. In fact, three of the last four wins, other than the St. Louis win, you know, they beat Arizona, struggling. Dallas hasn't played well. Vancouver's not playing well. Those are the other wins for Nashville. So they haven't played anyone probably as good as Toronto in this stretch. But I've seen this Leaf team for so long now where I know when a spot is a danger spot for them. And this is a danger spot for them because I've seen them flat. The last time they played, the when they played the Kings last Monday and they lost, I remember Sheldon Keefe saying after the game, we didn't match their urgency. 
You know, we just didn't have that. They were ready to play. We were not. And this feels like one of those games where after they beat Calgary, they beat Buffalo uh, over the weekend. This is another one of those games where you worry about that urgency being there from the opening faceoff uh, for this Toronto team. And if it isn't, you know, Nashville has picked it up, especially offensively. Yossi's chipping in from the blue line. Matt Duchesne is finally, you know, playing like a top six forward that we want on our hockey team, not one that disappears. You know, he's played well, uh, Duchesne. Uh, he scored four goals in the last three games, nine goals and seven assists this season. In fact, that's a goal scorer prop I might look at here tonight. Matty Duchesne for the uh, Nashville Predators. He's just feeling it right now. No question about it. Uh, you're going to have Soros in net likely for the uh, Predators. Uh, so I would expect this game maybe to be low scoring too because you'll, you'll definitely see Jack Campbell for the Leafs. And we talk about how brilliant he's been lately, especially at home. Very tough to beat him here. But I just, for me, this is dog or pass. Uh, it's either you take Nashville, sprinkle a, some kind of bet on them, or you leave this game alone. Uh, it's just one of those spots I've seen it too often for the Leafs over the years that they sometimes stumble and bumble in these kind of situations. couple of big wins in a row, playing at home, playing outside the conference, and you don't always get their best game. Alex, what do you think here, Preds and Leafs? You know, I know, and I'm looking at some of the trends here, especially with, obviously, Nashville's a trending under team, but especially even with Toronto uh, as of late, 12 of their last 18 games gone under the total. This feels like an over to me. And like you said, and it feels like that because you got Nashville playing in good form. Yeah, okay, you know, we, we look at the fact that, yes, they've beat up on some bad teams and some struggling teams, but you can only play the teams you face. Uh, and if you're, you know, playing well and, and for them to be getting four goals a night in the, you know, two, three, four contests in a row, so they're finally getting their offense rolling. He said this could be one of those spots where he said it's a danger for Toronto so they can catch sleeping, get a couple goals early. We know t Toronto's got the offense to come from behind. Uh, and, and push back at five and a half here. I think this is a, a good spot to go with the over. That, that's the only thing that stuck out with me here. Like I said, I don't want anything to do with the, obviously laying a big price with Toronto. Like I said, and, and you made a, a good point about how, you know, Scotiabank Arena is one of those places where, you know, in the middle of the week and it's, this is not a, a rivalry or, or just this is kind of a random opponent. You know, uh, I see this happen with Chicago and some other places all the time. People give away these tickets. You know, it's not the season ticket holders. That these, you know, this is a good time to get the family out there, get the kids. That's it's not the same The hell with this game. We'll go to right. the next one. Yeah, ex ex exactly. So, so it's definitely, and, and, and you know, the fans see it more like that than the players. Obviously, the players should obviously need to take it a little more seriously. But, but that atmosphere is just a little bit different. And so, uh, I can see Nashville. Maybe look at Nashville first period money line. Uh, that may be something I would circle as well, but I like the over five and a half. I'm gonna make that official uh, as my play with this game. All right, liking the over here, five and a half, Nashville and uh, Toronto. We got our guy Jimmy Murphy now uh, joining the show. Uh, welcome in, Jimmy. Uh, we've gone Thank through the first guys. two games. What do you think? We've gone through Montreal Rangers, uh, Nashville, Toronto. What do you like in those two games? Well, guys, I'll start off with uh, Montreal Rangers. Um, you just look at this game. I mean, everything points towards the the Rangers there, but. You know, how much how much value are you truly getting going with them? I'm tempted at that puck line there. But something tells me we get a scrappy game from Montreal today. I don't know if they win, but I like – I'm going to lean towards the Rangers, and I'm going to take the Rangers in regulation. I don't know if they're going to cover that puck line. I think this game could be a lot closer than people think. One of these games where it, it makes no sense. So you look at it on paper, it makes a lot of sense that the Canadians will get blown out of the building – but some, sometimes those are the ones that end up being a lot closer than we think. So that's just the hunch I have. I'm going to take the Rangers in regulation. All right, Rangers in regulation, by the way. You can get that around minus 120. And any thoughts, Jimmy, on Preds Leafs? 
Uh, Preds Leafs guys. I mean, the, I give the Predators a lot of credit. I mean, this is a team I, I didn't think had any business uh, of, you know, playing for the play for playoff spot last year, let alone doing it again this year, but here they are, they're doing it. Um, but this is another one where I just look at it. Toronto is the better team right now. I, I think that they need to get this game at home right now. And that's why I'll do another reg here. Give me Toronto in regulation. All right, Toronto in regulation, which is at minus 125. So close to the same price range as that uh, New York Rangers in regulation bet. All right, next up, we've got the New York Islanders and Florida Panthers. Uh, Florida minus 165, home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. It's just, uh, for me, uh, I'm on Florida in regulation. just talked about in regulation. Two in regulation bets. This is my in regulation bet. Florida here, minus 115 in regulate. I just don't see the Islanders... They've run out of steam, I think. I really believe that. This has been a long, grueling... You know that Beatles song? The long and winding road that leads... That's the New York Islanders right now. They're singing the uh, long and winding road right now uh, for the uh, just brutal gauntlet that they've gone through here in the first uh, month of the season. I mean, every single road game, double-digit number of road games now to begin the season before uh, that... Uh, first home game finally takes place this Saturday uh, against Calgary in the brand-new arena, and it looked like they were stuck in mud at times last night against Tampa Bay. Uh, The Lightning had played a really good game, and the Islanders just uh, could not uh, keep up with it uh, in that one, and now they're playing a back-to-back spot with all this travel already still, Uh, and now they're just, you know, you can't help but think that this team's got one eye looking towards Saturday night and getting back home getting back around family and friends again, getting ready to open up the brand new building. It's the very same thing I thought with Seattle toward the end of their road trip when they struggled. They were just tired, the jet lag. They were just not able to win. You can't win puck battles in a speedy ho- in a game like hockey when you don't have your legs under you. And from for the last few games, it's looked like that for the New York Islanders. They just haven't had the legs to win puck races, foot race situations for loose pucks. Uh, and that's been an issue because they were losing those battles in a lot of different areas last night uh, in the loss to the New York Islanders. And I'm just seeing them stand around, not checking people in front of the net on a couple of those Tampa goals. And you got to believe fatigue is playing a part in that uh, for the New York Islanders. So this is a difficult spot. And I know Florida's come back down to earth a little bit the last few games. There's no doubt uh, they've cooled off just a touch. Uh, and I guess and Andrew Burnett, I think, is still trying to get, you know, th- uh, comfortable coaching this team in terms of being the head coach. And I think the players probably still trying to get a little bit comfortable with the change, of course, and Coach Q resigning. And, and they've lost four straight. And, and you know, it's been a struggle. Uh, and But the last two, they were winnable games. Pittsburgh in a shootout, Tampa in overtime. Florida was right there uh, in those games. This is probably their spot to finally get back in the win column against just an absolutely dog-tired Islanders team that's excited to get home after this game. So I'm going to go with Florida in regulation here. Uh, minus 115. Uh, Alex, your thoughts here, Islanders, Panthers. Yeah, I was joking in the chat. I said we have to be careful singing Beagle songs because we do not have the money to clear that. Uh, <laughs> but, with that but with that being said. The problem is I don't sound anything like John Lennon or Paul McCartney or any that, of those guys. That's true, right. Standpoint, so I don't think we have to worry about that. <laughs> got a special too, right? Isn't there a documentary that just came out on Netflix or something? It is. Disney it is. Plus, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, yeah. Disney Plus, something okay. For, for yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, with this game, like you mentioned, with, with the Islanders, and I, I, I mentioned this at the beginning of the year when we did the preview in the Eastern Conference. This is the week to circle for the Islanders because this is the last uh, of this road trip. They're going to be dead dog tired. Now they go home, like I said, after this and have back-to-back games 
to open up the building against Calgary and then turn around and play the Maple Leafs. So definitely this is the mother of all sandwich spots pretty much in in, uh, in the schedule for any team in the league this year. Uh, I'm going to go with a Florida team total, you know, three and a half over plus 120. This feels like it could be a game that, like I said, just completely gets away from the Islanders, especially if Florida can get off to a, to a hot start. But they haven't been getting off to super fast starts because they've been, you know, playing good balance hockey. They've been a bit more responsible. They're not just up and down the ice at all times. But if, if they see the Islanders are tired, they smell blood in the water, I think they might go after it. So plus the, plus twenty, I'll go with the team total over with Florida. All right, there you go. Florida, team total uh, over 3.5 plus 120 for Alex. Uh, Jimmy, how about you, Islanders-Panthers? Yeah, I'll jump on that one, too. Uh, I like jumping, piggyback some of his team totals. He always does well with them. And Alex, by the way, welcome back, my friend. Good to have you. Um, Thank you. I'm going to jump on that as well, and I'm going to pull out the Jimmy Puck line for this. I think this is just a great spot for Florida Panthers. So give me the first Jimmy Puck line of the day here. And I'll tell you right now, that Jimmy Puck line might come out for the Islanders on Saturday as well. Um, Because that's going to be a Stanley Cup atmosphere in that place. And as long as they don't get overcome, uh, by the emotions of the the beginning of that game, the introductions and everything, uh, I, I think they're they're just gonna go nuts and and play probably the best game of the season so far. Yeah, it uh, definitely the Islanders. Certainly, that's going to be as much as we're betting against the Islanders tonight. That'll probably be a bet on spot for them mm-hmm. uh, Saturday against Calgary. And I think for Calgary, it's the end of a road trip for them. Uh, by the time we get to Saturday, because they're on the road right now. They've played Ottawa, Montreal, Toronto. They're in Philly tonight. Uh, they're going to be playing the Islanders. So that's going to be toward a tail end of a pretty long road trip for the Flames. So just as equal a bet against spot, maybe with based on the schedule for Calgary Saturday, as it will be a bet on spot for the New York Islanders. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. But that's Saturday. Uh, we got to get through tonight and our next game tonight, Buffalo and Pittsburgh. We've got Pittsburgh minus 240, home favorite, six the total uh, in this one. I mentioned this on yesterday's show. That's twice now Pittsburgh has laid an egg when Sidney Crosby and some key players have come back in the first game. They lost to New Jersey a few weeks ago. We were all excited. Sidney Crosby was coming back in that game. They lost to New Jersey at home. Same thing Sunday against Washington. Oh, we're all excited. Here comes Sid to say, here comes Sid to save the day. He doesn't say, I'm in a singing mood today, obviously. But uh, Sidney Crosby comes back Sunday uh, against Washington and they lose again. So, and I said yesterday on the show, and I believe it, players, it's a human game. It's played by humans, not robots or computers. When a a key player comes back, especially if it's your best player, you slough off a little bit. You say, okay, we're going to just, you know, let Sid do do what he needs to do. We'll just hang back. We don't have to quite do the things that we've had to do and pick up the slack from, from a team performance standpoint without him. And now he's back. We can just, you know, sit back and relax a little bit. Doesn't always work that way. And that's sometimes when you can get into trouble, you know. And I think the Pittsburgh Penguins kind of got into trouble uh, with that regard uh, in that game against Washington. So they'll be looking to bounce back. They probably do win this hockey game. I mean, and now it's a second game back uh, for Crosby, so it should be more comfortable. There's no question about that. And really, from a health standpoint now for Pittsburgh going into this game, this is about as healthy as they've been in a very long time. So that's the good news for the Penguins. They have been dealing with injuries, with COVID-19 issues throughout much of the season so far. And they entered a night with just Evgeny Malkin, the only regular still out for the Penguins. So they've got Dumoulin back. They've got Latang, Pedersen, Marino, Matheson, Ruedel. I mean, they've got the six defensemen they want. Uh, on the blue line back for them now. And, and on the other side, of course, with Crosby back and, uh, you know, you've got Gensel missed some time. Of course, he's there now. Uh, you're only missing uh, Evgeny Malkin. So 
This is about as healthy a lineup as the Penguins have had uh, in some time. Uh, am I going to lay minus 240 with them? No, but I do think they win this game here uh, tonight against a Buffalo team that we know is starting to peter out a little bit. Uh, we know they, they did beat Edmonton. Very impressive win uh, Friday night, 3-2, uh, to two, but they faced our old friend Skinner, Stuart Skinner in net that night. Uh, and I kind of mentioned he's a bit of a bet against goalie. Remember Detroit beat Edmonton last week with Stuart Skinner uh, in net. Buffalo did the same. They lost to Toronto right after that. Buffalo's still kind of trending downward, one and six uh, in their last seven games. Now a Pittsburgh team that's lost two in a row, probably in a bad mood after losing to Ottawa and Washington by a combined score of 12-4. to four. They got beaten by the Capitals and the Senators in back-to-back games over the weekend. Keep in mind, that was an Ottawa-depleted team by COVID that beat Pittsburgh on Saturday night. So I don't think Pittsburgh's going to screw around with this Buffalo team and take them for granted. So Pittsburgh should win the game. I would lean over the total here personally because Buffalo is trending that way for sure. Uh, They've gone over the total five of their last six, and even the Penguins have gone over in two straight games. And And this Buffalo defense is now letting in goals, which is what I thought coming into the year. So I would probably look at over six here in this game if I were to bet anything. Uh, Alex, what are your thoughts here, Sabres and Penguins? Yeah, I'm going to look at the over here, but I'm not playing over six right now. I'm going to be doing this in-game. I can get a better price. I probably could get a five and a half early. Uh, this definitely looks like one of those games where, we, you know, especially if we're seeing the pace of play, could be a, a great live opportunity for next to score props, looking for teams, you know, when they go on the power play. Uh this is this line is just crazy because obviously everyone is is thinking the same line of okay here comes Buffalo they're falling apart like we expected them to do so uh, and just money's just coming in pouring on Pittsburgh and everybody's betting on Pittsburgh because they've had such a great you know start to the season missing Sidney Crosby missing Brian Russ missing Evgeny Malkin it's, it's still not worth laying. 230, 240, even with the on the in regulation, this price is, has gotten out of hand. So can't take a side here. Uh, I would look, you know, lean with the total, but this is definitely a in-game uh, type of game because it, let's say Pittsburgh lays an egg early and Buffalo does get out to a one nothing lead, then they tighten things down. Now you're stuck with a six. So I, I, I say this is a read and react game all the way. Don't do anything with a side or a total beforehand. I want to just quickly pivot because I want to get this in. I forgot to mention it with the Islanders-Panthers game in terms of props. Sam Bennett, someone mentioned it in the chat, plus 300 to score a goal. He scored one in his first game back a few games ago, hasn't scored since. But look at the numbers from Bennett. Four shots on goal against Tampa, three against Pittsburgh, four against New Jersey. He's getting the chances. He's getting the shots. And I love the shots on goal prop. It's two and a half. I'm telling you, odds makers do pay zero attention to props, Mm -hmm. none at all. The fact that this number for Sam Bennett shots on goal tonight is two and a half and it's only minus 130 is insane to me because this guy's uh, been getting three, four shots on goal routinely, especially since he's come back from that recent injury. You look at it, three games since the injury or since he's come back from the injury, New Jersey, Pitt, and Tampa, he's had three shots on goal or more in all three games. And that's all he needs to cash that shots on goal prop. So definitely looking at that for uh, Sam Bennett tonight. This could be a good night because I think the Islanders with their with so much fatigue, shots on goal props and goal score props for a few Panthers might be a good look, but none more for me than Sam Bennett tonight uh, in that game. Uh, Jimmy, your thoughts on uh, Buffalo-Pittsburgh? Yeah, I'm looking at the, the, the first period over and the over in this. I, I think we're going to see some goals in this one, guys. Uh, like you mentioned, Buffalo's starting to show that sloppy team defense that has been their downfall for so long, uh, and the goaltending's not that great. And then Pittsburgh, I mean, Pittsburgh can open it up a lot. I, I, I think that 
the fact we saw them in that game, you mentioned they didn't look as great as they did without Crosby, with Crosby in the lineup. And I think that's because they didn't pay as much attention to detail or to tightening it up and, and to just suffocating through the neutral zone. And that was what was winning games for them when their star player was out. I still think they're a little loose there. So I like some goals in this one. Give me two overs there. One in the first period, one in the total. All right, there we go. First period and full game over. A little double dip for uh, Jimmy Murphy over the total with the Sabres and the Penguins. All right, Calgary and Philadelphia. We've got the Flames minus 115 to minus 120. Road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Calgary playing great on the road this year, six and three. They did drop the first two games of this lengthy road trip uh, in Toronto and in Montreal. Uh, but they bounced back on Sunday and uh, shut out a uh, absolutely ravaged Ottawa Senators team for nothing. And uh, we talked about it on the show yesterday that it, it was about time the NHL shut down Ottawa for a, a period of time. I mean, they can't compete. Uh, they, they can't put a competitive roster on the ice right now uh, with all the COVID-19 issues they're dealing with. So it was the right move there. And obviously Calgary took advantage of that uh, on Sunday. We'll see if they can keep it rolling here. Uh, that snapped a three-game losing streak. Uh, for the Calgary Flames. On the other side, you've got the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, the one thing that's interesting about Philly, they've alternated wins and losses dating back to October 28th against Vancouver. They won 2-1, to one, lost the next game to this Calgary team 4 nothing. And I remember that game. I thought Calgary was going to be in a bet-against spot there. First home game off that long road trip against the Flyers, and it couldn't have been any more wrong than that because they dominated Philadelphia in that game. That was one of the worst games you'll see out of uh, Philadelphia this year, and they got shut out by Calgary 4 nothing. So they lost that game. They bounced back. They shut out Arizona at home 3 nothing. They lost the next game to Pittsburgh 3-2 in overtime. They followed that up with a win against Washington. After that, they lost to Toronto at home 3 nothing. They followed that up, shocking Carolina 2-1 on Friday night, and I like the Flyers in that game, believe it or not. I said this is a little bit of a tricky spot here for Carolina, and Flyers took advantage, and then the next night they lose to Dallas 5-2. to That was the game where after Dallas had that players-only meeting, Rick Bonus saying, calm down, calm down, everybody. We know what the problem is. We're going to fix it. He said it like a bunch of times uh, after the uh, loss Dallas had before that Philly game. So it's been just an up-and-down team. Win one, lose one. Win one, lose one. Well, if you follow that pattern, tonight's the night to win one for the Philadelphia Flyers. But I don't know if I want to back them here against this Calgary team that's played their best on the road. It's a lukewarm lean for Calgary to me to, to me for uh, Calgary minus 115 uh, in this game. And I would lean under slightly. But I do like Mangiapane to score a goal. I cashed with that on Sunday against Ottawa. And nine of his 10 goals, guys, have been scored on the road this year. Uh, for the Calgary Flames. so And, and this guy is not getting priced with uh, Goudreau and uh, Monaghan. Like, Goudreau's plus 220, Mangiapane's plus 250. That's just wrong, because Goudreau doesn't bring it every night offensively. And I'm getting Mangiapane. It seems like he's getting at least the chances, if not lighting the lamp uh, on most nights. So plus 250 for Andrew Mangiapane, uh, anytime goal scorer for Calgary. Uh, I like that one in this game tonight. Alex, what do you think here? Flames, Flyers. Yeah, it's another clear case what you mentioned of where the bookmakers just aren't paying attention to uh, those props and 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 they look at the big names. They're always going to, you know, big, it, it doesn't matter. Imagine how he's been in the top five in, in goal scoring all year. But then just you know, just whatever names that that the NHL network seems to throw out is what the bookmakers kind of attach to and every, everybody else just gets shuffled in the deck. So that's uh, definitely a good spot worth looking at. I'm going to pass here on the side in total. If anything, I would possibly look at the first period under 
one and a half with these two teams. You've got Calgary three and seven to the to the first period under Philly two and eight. Uh, we always talk about how Carter Hart plays better at home than on the road. Uh, and like I said, this was a fairly for the most part, you know, uh, end up being kind of a runaway late in that game. But when they first met in Calgary, but that was a pretty tightly contested game for the first 25, 30 minutes of it. So I can see the first period under that would probably be the lean I'd have here. Uh, I don't play that that often, but only laying a dollar ten. Uh, that seems to be a, a fair fair shake, especially since Philly, with the way that they got blown out in that last game, you know they want to be a bit more responsible defensively starting early in this game. Yeah, I would think this is – and you're going to probably, I think, in net see Jacob Markstrom for Calgary, and Carter Hart's already confirmed for uh, Philadelphia. So pretty good goaltending matchup. Hart's played better lately, actually. We'll give him some credit there for sure. Ryan Ellis, what a tough break. They just got the guy back, and he's injured again. Uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers. And I worry about that. This is now multiple years where Ryan Ellis just hasn't been able to stay healthy. And you wonder if he's ever going to have a season again where he's just going to be able to play 82 games and have an injury, scot-free of injuries. That's just, it's becoming a concern now. There's a guy that's in his 30s. He's had a lot of years in the league. And right now he's just in a situation where he can't stay healthy, can't stay on the ice really for more than a few games. And got to be concerned and frustrated if you're the Flyers because that was one of your big acquisitions to bolster the blue line in the offseason, just hasn't been able to stay on the ice for you. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here, Flames and Flyers? Yeah, that's a great point by you, Ian. I mean, that is a huge loss. And he, he, you're right, it, it's it's a trend now in his career, and it's it's not too promising. The skill's there. It's I think you look at if he hadn't been hurt so much over the course of his career, how, how much better his stats would be. But it is what it is. As far as this game goes right now, you know what, guys? I, I just – it's – it's funny if you, you you'll hear me say that them beating Ottawa, the Calgary Flames, that is the other day, impressed me a lot because I felt like that was an easy game from the, for them to look past everything that was going on with Ottawa and everything, and, and yet they they nailed it down. And, and one thing I like about the, the coaching the team defense right now is just the way they're going out there and they're attacking and they they're not they're fearless out there, and that's why I don't see them having any problem with this uh, Philly team tonight. Philly's an enigma to me. They were one of my teams that I thought was going to be a team on the rise this year, and I picked them to make the playoffs, but I'm really not sure right now. I mean, I know it's not even Thanksgiving yet here in the States, but uh, they're definitely a huge question mark to me. And for that reason, I'm just going to go straight out on the money line here with the Calgary Flames. All right, Calgary money line, which is minus 115 uh, in this one for uh, Jimmy against the uh, struggling uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Um, the only thing that can I, – I agree. I think Calgary's the side I got to look at here uh, in this game. The only concern would be the Philly back and forth. they gone win-loss, win-loss. They lost their last game. Do they bounce back tonight? The recent pattern says yes, but Calgary, I think, has been played well on the road. And you know why they didn't look past Ottawa, Jimmy? It's because they lost to Montreal and Toronto, you know, the first two games of that road trip. And I think they said, hey, we don't want to lose a third in a row to a team with half their – starting a group out of the lineup. Uh, so, uh, and they definitely took care of business. That was a business-like win uh, for Calgary uh, on Sunday. All right, Edmonton and Winnipeg next up. We've got even money on both sides here, six the total uh, in this game. I did. I do like over here. I mean, for this Edmonton team, even in the games that stay under, like I've watched almost every Oiler game this year, and why not? They're a fun and exciting team to watch. The games that stay under, and there haven't been a ton of Oilers games that have stayed under, it's almost like it's by accident. It's almost like if you have an under in an Oilers game right now, and even if it does stay under, you're like biting your fingernails, and you're like there's goalposts, and there's miss, near misses, and great quality, grade A chances that just go by the wayside. That's what it's taking 
to keep some of these Oilers games under the total right now. It's not been, you know, other than the one game that cruised under, which was way back on October 30th against Vancouver, two to one. You look at the other unders. I mean, the Buffalo Edmonton under on Friday night, three to two. That should have went over. There was a ton of great chances. Tokarski was actually very good in net for Buffalo that night. And then the other one was that 4-2 game against uh, Detroit where uh, the Oilers were kind of flat in that one. And it, if you got the six and a half, it just barely uh, stayed under. So uh, it's a team right now, Edmonton, where their offense is working. They've been able to score goals almost against everybody. You look at these results offensively since it's the start of the month, November 1st, we have seen the Edmonton Oilers score five goals or more in uh, five of their seven games uh, since the beginning of the month. Five of their seven games since uh, the, the, the month of November began, they have scored five goals or more. So this team is just uh, feeling it offensively. Their power play has been the best in the league. Uh, there's nothing more to be said than that. Winnipeg's penalty kill has actually been decent. You know, they've gone the last five games, just one power play goal allowed. So maybe Winnipeg's PK can hold them in check here. We'll have to uh, wait and see. The Jets are coming off a 3-2 overtime win against LA. They beat San Jose 4-1. to uh, before that, they've actually gone under in four straight. So it's not a slam dunk for me that this game goes over the total, but we're still going to ride it with what we've seen here uh, in terms of the the over. The over is nine and three uh, in the last 12 games in Winnipeg between the Oilers and the Jets as well. So uh, that's what I'm going to look at here over the total. As far as the side goes, you know, Edmonton has lost a couple lately, and I prefer Edmonton off a loss than betting Edmonton off a, off a win. And that's why I took them against St. Louis on Sunday. Remember, they lost to Detroit or Buffalo on Friday night. They bounced back, beat St. Louis, just like they did against Detroit, where they lost. They bounced back. They beat Boston uh, 5-3 the very next game. So they're a good team off a loss. Now they're off a win. They're even money. The Jets have been very good at home this year. I don't think it's a slam dunk either. Though Edmonton goes in there and wins tonight. I think it's a close game either way. So I'm going to stay away from the side, but I am going to get involved with over six uh, in this game, Oilers and Jets. Alex, what do you think here, Oilers, Jets? Yeah, I jumped all over this first period over. I got it at minus $1.40, which is right at the threshold of where I like to play it. So now you're seeing a $1.45, $1.50. What I recommend, obviously, is to wait a few seconds, a few minutes in, in, in game and get that adjusted, you know, around $1.35 or better. This should be game, and and you got to like that's say seconds because you got to be quick. I think we're going to see a lot of goals here, and it may only be, uh, you may not even get that first timeout, TV timeout, uh, chance before we see a goal here because of how Winnipeg at home they're just an over team at home, uh, even against a team like LA where you know they try to kind of be a bit more slow and, and plotting and methodical offensively. Before you could blink, it was one one uh, in that contest. So they've just been an over machine at home, uh, and of course Edmonton, whenever they have bad games, they're not going to you know rely on the defense. They're going to try to get the offense wrapped up. It's McDavid and Dreisaitl company. They want to get as many goals as, as they possibly can. So I think we're going to see that happen. I, I like the full game over as well, but I say wait a few minutes. It was as little, you know, as much time as, as you can, but until you start seeing uh, those two teams buzzing around, but try to get that first period over at a better adjusted number. If you can't, then just, uh, you know, hit, hit play for, for minus a dollar, $40, but the first period over should cash in there. Yeah, Edmonton, Winnipeg over one and a half, minus 140 right now in the uh, first period. But again, uh, if you want to take Alex's advice, wait a minute or two into the first period, you'll definitely see a price drop uh, in that first period over. And sometimes it's beneficial to do that uh, 
uh, you, you know, you will always run the risk, of course, of that goal in the first minute or first two minutes. But sometimes it's worth it to take that risk in order to get the better price. Uh, what do you think here, Jimmy, with uh, Edmonton Winnipeg? Well, guys, I think this game has been one that's been circled on the calendar for the Edmonton Oilers for a while now. Let's not forget who knocked them out of the playoffs. Not just knocked them out, swept them out, embarrassed them. I think this has been a game that they said, no matter what, no matter where we are in the season, we are going into that building and we're getting some payback. So I'm going to take it with the reverse puck line here for the Edmonton Oilers, minus one and a half. I think they go in and, and take care of business over the Winnipeg Jets. That's an excellent point. Uh, the revenge uh, motive actually had, for, yeah, you're right. The playoffs last year, I'd almost forgotten about that, but you're right. Uh, decisive four game sweep. Although I shouldn't say decisive three of the games went to overtime. That's if I'm right. not mistaken in that series. Yep. And uh, it just, every overtime goal went Winnipeg's way uh, in that series. And uh, sure enough, a heartbreak uh, for the Edmonton Oilers, because they could have won a bunch of those games. And you're right. This is the first regular season meeting this year between these teams. First game head to head since that playoff series. So yeah, I could see Edmonton definitely being up for this one, and, and uh, I can, I can definitely uh, see that case for the uh, Oilers here uh, in this one. All right, San Jose and Minnesota. We've got Minnesota minus one eighty uh, home favorites here, five and a half the total in this game. Some sixes out there as well, but mostly five and a halfs across the board uh, in this one. The uh, Minnesota Wild, uh, four and one at home this year, ten and four uh, overall. Uh, they ended their uh, recent road trip uh, winning uh, two of the uh, three games on it. Uh, they beat Arizona. They beat Seattle. So they beat the expansion team, Seattle. And they beat the team playing like an expansion team, Arizona, uh, on that uh, road trip there uh, the past uh, three games. And they lost to uh, Vegas 3-2 to two, uh, in between. And now they return home uh, to the XL Energy Center here where they've played some pretty good hockey this year. And offensively at home, I mean, we've talked about this a lot with Minnesota this year, the home overs with them. Uh, it's just been wash, rinse, repeat for Minnesota. Over the total at home, 5-0 and to the over this year, Minnesota at XL Energy Center. Uh, and that's what we're looking at going into this game tonight uh, against the San Jose Sharks. You look at the last two home games against the Islanders and the Senators, they scored five uh, in each of those games. That's going to get you most of your total uh, right there uh, Going uh, if, if that comes to fruition again tonight. All you need is just a couple from San Jose. And I think he can get a couple from San Jose. Uh, you know, this team offensively, the last uh, few games, we've seen them put up three against St. Louis, four against Calgary, four, uh, you know, a couple of games where they've been able to light the lamp a little bit. They've scored two against uh, Colorado the last game. I think that's what's going to end up happening. James Reimer is going to be in net here for the Sharks tonight. Uh, he's played pretty solid this year. He's, I think, been a little bit more sturdy than uh, Aiden Hill. And actually, his numbers are quite good. Uh, but will he keep it up here against a Minnesota team that just finds their way to s scoring goals here on home ice? I'm not so sure about that. Like Reimer's been a, a very competent and, and capable goalie, and on his best night, he can be excellent. But I don't know if those kind of numbers, like James Reimer's not going to be 1.82 goals against 940 save percentage goalie the rest of the year. I'm willing to bet dollars to donuts. That is not going to be the case for James Reimer the rest of the season, not by any stretch of the imagination. And with Minnesota's propensity to... Uh, really play with greater pace, be more aggressive offensively, really push the attack a lot, lot more at home, uh, and the fact they've trended over 5-0 and to the over at home, not to mention the series history uh, as well. 6-1, and the last seven meetings between these two teams have gone to the over between the Sharks and the Wild. So for me, it's San Jose, Minnesota, over 5.5, minus 120 uh, in this game. Alex, Sharks, Wild. 
Yeah, like I said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Five and zero with the wild to the over at home. Uh, they, you know, obviously played more uh, of, of the tempo and pace. They're more comfortable at home. The that fan base is rocking and rolling right now. Uh, and like you said, with the Sharks, I mean, yeah, James Reimer, we're not going to see him stand on his head all season. Yes, he's been more stable than Aiden Hill, but any of the three of us could be a net and be more stable than Aiden Hill, the way he's played uh, so far this season. So that's not saying a, a whole lot, but uh, Reimer's been good, but he will give up some goals. And even Cam Talbot has given up some soft goals at times, too, uh, even though they've been able to, to you know fight back and get some wins. But looking at that game against Vegas and even the game they played with uh, Arizona, Arizona got a couple of goals. Those are some pretty softies. And, and, and so five and a half and, and you only land a dollar 15 or a dollar 20. I jumped all over this yesterday. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite plays on this whole card. So I'm going with the over. All right. Alex, like an over five and a half here as well. San Jose, Minnesota, uh, Jimmy, Sharks and Wild. Keep me on the over train as well. There you go. Make it a clean sweep here. Uh, over five and a half, San Jose uh, and Minnesota as well for uh, Jimmy Murphy in this one. Uh, just in terms of, I just wanted to bring it up for the uh, Minnesota Wild, some uh, goal score props that are uh, worth a look. There's a bunch that, this is one of those teams that they're getting uh, uh, goals from different sources. You know, it's not always Kaprizov every night. Uh, it's always some different players. Uh, you've seen uh, Fiala step up. You've seen uh, you know, uh, Joel Erickson Eck uh, be able to step up, score some goals. Ryan Hartman has certainly done that this year uh, for the uh, Minnesota Wild. That's the guy I would target right now. Ryan Hartman's got three uh, three goals in his last uh, five games. Uh, he had three points without a goal against Seattle, but they were all assists. But this guy is factoring in to the scoring, and he's factoring into the offense nightly uh, for the Minnesota Wild right now. And you don't get you don't get the uh, plus one forty. Uh, with uh, uh, Hartman that you do with Kaprizov or plus 190 with Erickson Eck. You can get Ryan Hartman down the board at like the plus 325 to plus 350 range to score a goal. That's the bargain bin that I like to to go with uh, when I look at my goal scorer props. Ryan Hartman not being priced like the offensive uh, producer in terms of goal scoring. Again, we're talking about a guy that has three goals in his last five games for the Minnesota Wild. And you can get him plus 325 to score a goal in this game. So uh, there's another one for you uh, in terms of uh, bargain bin shopping, if you will, from a goal scorer prop uh, standpoint. Very good value, in my opinion, here on Ryan Hartman tonight. All right, before we get to our next game, we want to talk about DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. An unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. It doesn't matter if it's a one-timer, a deflection, a breakaway. However they light the lamp, you win. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, don't worry. You can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code 
THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, must be 21 years of age or older, must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right, let's move on now to our next game, Arizona and St. Louis. We've got St. Louis, minus 300 to minus 320 home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, This is a tricky game. This is the one I don't have a strong take on either way, side or total. Uh, These Arizona games, you can usually count on the uh, opponent to find the back of the net and score some goals against them, but you can't always count on Arizona to do that. And, And when you look at this Coyotes team, other than the win they had against Seattle, I still can't believe they actually had a game where they scored five goals, you know, but they did uh, in that game against Seattle, their only victory this year. Since then, they've scored four goals in the last three games combined. And look, Chicago's playing better defensively since Derek King took over, but still, I mean, you're only scoring one goal against them. That's the problem. Uh, you got a problem offensively when that's happening, and uh, that's been the issue for Arizona all season long. I mean, four goals in the last three games. You look at on the road what they've done. I mean, w- one goal against Anaheim on the road, zero shutout uh, at Philly uh, on the road, one goal against Carolina on the road, shutout at Washington on the road, one goal at Tampa Bay on the road. I mean, they are just not finding much offense right now. So it's one of those games. St. Louis probably wins it. It's just a question of did they win it three to one, four to one, or five to one? I could see that kind of score. So it could stay under, it could stay over. I'm just going to stay off the game. Alex, uh, Arizona, St. Louis. So I'm on, the, I'm on the first period over. I played it personally, but then I kind of recommend it to everyone to wait and see what happens with this because the thing with Arizona is that, yeah, they're giving up goals in bunches, but they haven't been giving up goals early. They've been giving up those goals late in the game. So uh, I'm, I'm waiting for them to just have the complete meltdown. I, I don't, I don't think it's hard to say if it's gonna, things are going to get worse, but the one thing that could get worse would be for them to start giving up goals early in the first period. So I'm hoping they do that here uh, against St. Louis. So maybe wait and get, even though you're not laying uh, much, you're only looking at what, what $1.25 uh, is what I got. So I actually got $1.20, mind you. I'm seeing a dollar fifteen, so it's not so much price; it's more of watching for pace of play. Uh, so you might actually end up getting a plus price if you wait here. Normally, I, I tell you, like you know, with the Winnipeg Edmonton game, just wait to get a better price adjusted. But here, it's just if you see the pace of play where it looks like it's going to go over, then hell, you waiting dollar fifteen when can easily turn into plus one hundred five, plus one ten, even better. So this is definitely a wait and see with the first period. Uh, that's the only thing you can play here because you can't look at the sides with St. Louis as high as they are. And, I said not, nothing worth backing with uh, Arizona right now. Yeah, this might be a this might be a Jordan Cairo game. Cheshire Cat. Well, good luck there. Good thought uh, in the chat mentioning Jordan Cairo because this guy had a highlight real goal in the desert when they played in Arizona earlier this year. It was just a spectacular goal. He made uh, the Coyotes uh, blue liners look like a bunch of fools back there. Specifically, Shane Gostisbehere, who always looks foolish in his own zone trying to defend somebody. Uh, but nevertheless, I mean, it was just a pretty goal uh, by Jordan Cairo. So I don't mind that. That might be something to look at here uh, going into this game. Cairo for the Blues in terms of points or goal scorer props. Jimmy, what do you think here? Coyotes and Blues. Yeah, I mean, these games with the Coyotes, it's just so tough. Dude. You can't really find much value in them. And I, I just don't have a feeling on this one. So it's a Jimmy pass for me. One and 14. I'll tell you what, it's been a long time since the team is like, we've seen some one and 14 slides like Buffalo, you know, last year had that going for a while, you know, the incredible double digit losing streak, but to start the season 
a team being one and 14. Haven't seen that for a very long time. It's been a very uh, bad, bad start to the year for, let's be honest, a terrible roster. It really is uh, this Arizona team. All right, next up, we've got uh, Detroit and Dallas. Dallas minus 180, home favorites, five and a half the total, shaded to the under in this game. Dallas had the players-only meeting. Bonus telling everybody, calm down. We know what our problem is. We're going to fix it. Well, they fixed it for one night because they uh, responded with a win against Philadelphia uh, Saturday night at home. It was one of their best games of the year for sure. I don't think they've had many best games of the year, Dallas, so far, but that was definitely uh, one of their better ones. Five to two victory uh, over the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, you know, we saw Sagan score a goal finally uh, for them. They need a lot more offense from him moving forward. Maybe that gets him going. If you believe in a goal to maybe, you know, take the monkey off your back, maybe get you going a little bit. Maybe you look at a Sagan prop tonight to score a goal that a talented player can use that as, you know, momentum and confidence uh, going into this game. It's a tough spot for Detroit. They played last night uh, against Columbus. Uh, this is also going to be their third game in uh, four nights uh, as well. They played home against uh, Montreal on Saturday in Columbus last night. Very difficult loss for Detroit. They were up 3-2 in that game. And then bang, Columbus strikes twice late in the third, uh, and then they add an empty netter, and uh, Detroit falls 5-3 last night to the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. So we'll see how this one goes. It is a back-to-back -back spot for Detroit. They're also 0-8 in the last eight visits to Dallas. So uh, they've had a tough time winning in Big D. Dallas might get a little momentum to propel them uh, from finally getting that win following the players only meeting from sat on Saturday against the Flyers. So it's probably a game Dallas wins, but there's no way I'm interested in laying minus 180 uh, with this Stars team. So this is another pass for me, Alex uh, Detroit Dallas. This is a game I'm looking at the draw. Uh, and I definitely see it. Jake Ottinger is getting the start here. We know he's a capable goalie. He's just been kind of lost in the shuffle of, you know, they're trying to get Bishop back. He's still out. They're trying to get Holtby, you know, in, into the mix and, and Kadobin. But we're seeing Ottinger getting his first, uh, you know, taste with the with the big club again. And I think he's going to want to, uh, you know, play solid. Like I said, Detroit hasn't fared well against Dallas. But this is a Dallas team. You can't trust them to put up another five goals like they did against Philly. Uh, the other night. This feels like it could be a 2-2 two, two or 3-3 three, three kind of game, so I'm going to go with the regulation draw. They also faced Martin Jones on uh, Saturday night against uh, Philadelphia, and clearly right. some of the luster came off him He's uh, in that game. He's had a nice start to the year, but kind of back to the old Martin Jones Saturday night uh, in that loss for Philadelphia uh, against Dallas. Now, Thomas Grice was in net for Detroit, so it's not been confirmed who's in net tonight, but obviously you'd expect it to be Alex Nadelkovich. Uh, in net for the uh, Detroit Red Wings tonight. And to be honest, uh, you know, he's had some ups and downs this year, but he started to play a little bit better. I thought he played a lot better uh, in that uh, Montreal win Saturday night. So maybe he's getting his uh, game back. So this does feel like an under potentially. Uh, Ottinger, you know, I think he's got some upside. He played well at times last year. Yeah. And I can't say he's, uh, you know, much worse, if any bit worse than uh, Hudobin. Uh, and Holpe, you know, the other two goalies that Dallas has, those old veterans. So get the young kid in there. Can he play well? We'll see. Nadelkovich is starting to play better, so I could see it being under. And if it's low scoring, the draw could very well be live uh, in this one. Jimmy, what do you think here, Detroit-Dallas? I'm right with you there. I just Right when I even just looking at this game, it screams under to me. These are two teams that, you know, scrap. And Dallas, we know, has its scoring woes, and they're not able to really cash in a lot. So I love the under in this game, guys. You know what's funny about Dallas? Uh, they've actually gone over in five straight games, the Stars, but a lot oh, of it is because like they're giving up goals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 In general, though, they're not a good scoring team. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, and most of those overs were because they gave up four to Winnipeg, six to Vancouver, oh, four to Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the I'm other night it was what these teams can do offensively against each other tonight. Yeah. I, I don't see it, you know. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think this is the night where he could see an under for uh, Dallas. It's just, it's just surprising. It's one of those stats you see it. Oh, they've gone over yeah. in five straight. Well, I wouldn't have expected that. No. You're right. There's no question. They wouldn't have expected that. No doubt about it. Although Saturday night they played a lot better defensively. And again, that game only went over because they scored five against Martin Jones. So uh, this could be a little bit of a different uh, story tonight. Washington, Anaheim. We've got Washington minus 130 road favorites. Six the total in this one shaded to the under. Uh, this is an interesting game here because you got the Capitals laying a buck 30 on the road. And in normal situations or early in the season, this would have looked like a steal on Washington because nobody expected much of Anaheim this year. But we got to give the Ducks credit. They've won seven in a row coming into this game. They've played some better than expected hockey. Now, if you want to quibble the, the laundry list of opponents they've beaten in that seven-game win streak is nothing spectacular. Montreal, who's been struggling. Jersey without Jack Hughes at the end of a road trip. Arizona, who stinks. The one game was St. Louis was a pretty solid win. Vancouver's struggling. Seattle's an expansion team, and they've struggled lately. And then Vancouver again, who are struggling. So again, you could quibble about that seven-game win streak and say, you know what, Anaheim's not played or beaten anybody as good as the team they're going to play tonight. Uh, Washington, who have won four in a row now uh, themselves, uh, beating Buffalo, Detroit, Columbus, and Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh game was very impressive since that's the night they got Crosby, Dumoulin, many of their key players back, and the Capitals put the boots to the Penguins in that game 6-1. Uh, to one. Uh, This is a game where, again, I'm going to say it again with Troy Terry. I mean, you just have to keep on going with him in terms of uh, props at the moment. Uh, and, I, and I also said in the uh, game with, against Vancouver, they're playing a team with no confidence defensively, on Sunday night. They can't keep the puck out of their own net. I did say this was a good night for some player props for Terry, for Henrique, and for um, Zegras. And we ended up cashing with Zegras. He scored two goals in that game. He was at plus 275 he was to score a goal. Uh, I mentioned that on the Sunday show. Uh, Terry did not score a goal uh, on Sunday against Vancouver, but he did collect a point in that game. And that's significant because uh, Troy Terry for the um, Anaheim Ducks is now on a career-high point streak, which is now 14 games. And at DraftKings, see what I did there? we got to mention, we got to plug DraftKings. Troy Terry is minus 130 to collect a point tonight. I mean, that's that's a bet. That's a bet you got to make. At that price, minus 130, 14 straight with at least a point. And he's getting the minutes. He's getting the power play time uh, for Anaheim right now. Dallas Aikens has him on the uh, top power play unit. Has him playing on the top line as well uh, most nights uh, for this team. Like they've got Troy Terry right now playing with Getzlaff and Henrique. You know, that's your top line. And those are the three guys that have really clicked offensively and really generated a lot for this team during this win streak. Now, going to be tougher against Washington uh, because Washington doesn't give up as many shots. They've actually been solid defensively. The Vanacek Samsonov pairing, they've played a little bit better. And even Fukali stepped in there last week against Detroit. Uh, and got a uh, shutout in this first NHL start. But, uh, you know, they've played a little bit better defensively lately, uh, and it won't be as easy for Anaheim to get uh, goals tonight, but you got to ride it with Troy Terry at this point. To score a goal, uh, I'm back on that prop again, as well as to score a point, which is, uh, again, minus 130 for him to get a point tonight at DraftKings. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Washington, Anaheim? 
Yeah, there's a more fraudulent win streak uh, we've seen in the last couple of years in the NHL than this Anaheim seven-game win streak. And like I said, okay, yes, they you can only beat the teams you play in front of you. But you're beating Vancouver twice. They've looked terrible. Seattle's been up and down. Montreal's been awful. We talk about how bad Arizona is. So you can't really write home this streak and, and say that, okay, here we, you know, here comes Anaheim, the kings of the, of the Pacific Division right now. Uh, on the flip side, Washington, a team that I thought that was actually going to be struggling all year, They've got four wins in a row, but not really against a whole lot of uh, major competition either. Buffalo, talking about how they're falling off the face of the planet now. They've got a 2 nothing win against Detroit, 6 nothing win against Pittsburgh, you know, 4-3 against Columbus. So you can't look at these two you know, uh, streaks and say that they're all right. These, these are the two hottest teams. They're, they're both in good form. These aren't the two hottest teams in the league right now, but they're both in, in, in decent form. And I'm going to go with uh, with Washington here. You can get them at regulation at plus $1.05. Uh, that's awfully cheap. Like you said, you're not going to find that those kind of prices when Washington's playing well. Uh, and if, even if, like I said, for this, just I just don't see this streak carrying on with with Anaheim. This is the best team they've played in the last eight games right now. So uh, give me Washington regulation plus a dollar five. All right, y'all. By the way, I didn't mention what I liked side or total. Nothing, not on the side or total. I don't like either side. I don't like the total in this game. I think it could go either way over or under. I think it could go either way from a side perspective, but I am going to go in on the props there, specifically with Troy Terry again to score a point, to score a goal uh, tonight uh, in this game. By the way, there's a couple capitals to keep an eye on too. You know, obviously Ovechkin, I'm never going to say to someone, you know, you're a moron for betting Alex Ovechkin to score a goal. I mean, the only thing you can quibble about, it's not a bad bet. It's just you quibble about the prices you're going to get because, you know, everybody knows the great start he's had. But take a look. If you're going to look at some Washington props tonight, I'll throw out a couple here for you. Daniel Sprong is a guy that gets four shots on goal in a lot of games lately, and he finally scored against Pittsburgh. You know, he plays down the lineup a little bit. Uh, but it looks like for Washington tonight, he's going to be on the second line with Connor McMichael and Connor Sheary uh, on that uh, second line. Uh, Daniel Sprong, someone you consider uh, maybe a little bit for a goal score prop. Connor Sheary scored in back-to-back games. You could look in that direction uh, as well uh, for the Capitals in terms of goal score props tonight. Uh, we saw Tom Wilson step up offensively as well uh, of late. There are other options besides Ovechkin. And there are other players besides Ovechkin. I'm just trying to remind people of that uh, on this uh, Washington team. Uh, So just uh, be aware of that for sure. And there's some uh, options that are going to give you much better value uh, in terms of goal scorer props than Ovechkin. And again, Wilson's one. Daniel Sprong is one. Connor Sheary has scored in back-to-back games. So keep an eye on some of those players and maybe a sprinkle for me on those for the Capitals tonight. Jimmy, what do you think here, Washington Anaheim? Yeah, I mean, I'm with Alex here, too. Yeah, Look, I'm not trying to disrespect Anaheim. Good on them for winning the games. But still, they they haven't faced the stiffest of competition there. And they're going to face a Washington team that's coming into their own now, in my opinion, starting to play some better hockey. And I I think knows that they need to make a little run right now. This The the Metro division that they're in right now is so crowded. So many good teams in the East. And I I think the team's – that no, if they want to be there and be at the top, be the elite teams, they know that this is a time where they have to start to really get it together. And I think the Capitals are one of those teams. Give me the Washington Capitals on the puck line. All right, Washington Capitals puck line for uh, Jimmy Murphy in this one. Uh, you can get that right now at minus one and a half, plus 185. So plus 200 in some spots. So good value there with the puck line on the Capitals. All right, the final game of this massive Tuesday card, Carolina Hurricanes, Vegas Golden Knights. We've got Carolina minus 145 road favorites. Five and a half uh, is the total. Six and some other spots. And the price has gone up 
uh, about 20 cents. We've seen money come in on Carolina. Obviously, people entice to bet Carolina because, you know, they're one of the best teams in the league right now. They've had a great season so far, 11-2. and two. Vegas is still very much banged up. And just when it started to look like uh, this team was getting healthier, Mark Stone came back, of course, uh, over the weekend for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, but Marsha so now uh, is back to the COVID-19 list, and he'll be out for a period of time. William Carrier has missed the last two games. He won't be back tonight. Uh, Alec Martinez, the defenseman, uh, is now going to miss uh, again tonight with the facial laceration that he's dealing with. Carlson's still out. Patrick, White Cloud, Pacioretty. So again, they're still a depleted team. However, if you're betting Carolina now, you're getting the worst of the price. And I am done selling this Vegas team short. You know, I've said, oh, you know what? There's all these injuries. They're going to struggle. They're going to have a tough time winning games. Well, they're eight and two in their last 10. They've won three in a row. They found ways to win. They, one of those wins was a quality one. You could quibble that, hey, they beat Vancouver. They're struggling. They beat Seattle uh, as well. They beat uh, Ottawa, Montreal during this streak. Um, yeah, you could say that. And not a lot of quality wins, but the one quality win was Minnesota. You know, three to two at home when they were missing all those guys. And Stone was still out that night uh, against Minnesota. So uh, keep that in mind. This is a Vegas team right now that uh, has found ways to win, even with this, you know, depleted lineup they've had multiple guys out they have still found ways to be competitive and get victories so and i think with carolina coming into the uh uh into t-mobile arena tonight you're going to get vegas really wanting to prove a point here it's like a measuring stick if you will when you got a team playing as well as carolina so you know initially i think i would have leaned carolina maybe even bet them when they were minus 115 minus 120 25 but minus 145 now, not so much. And I love Carolina. I've been backing them a lot this year. just don't know if I want to back them in, in, in this price range because there are a couple times, you know, I've gone against Vegas and paid the price thinking, oh, they're missing this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, and they find a way to win. So, And, and their work ethic's been off the charts, even with all these injuries. So this should be a good game. What I do like in this game is the over, uh, five and a half here. I mean, it's, it's a reasonable price here uh, with that. Vegas has scored uh They've really lit the lamp since returning home. They've scored 14 goals in the last three games since this homestand began. We know Carolina's usually good uh, for offense. We know they, they're capable of scoring three-plus uh, any given night. The overs four and one in the last five meetings between these two teams. So uh, I like that uh, more than either side. Carolina-Vegas over five and a half. Minus 125. Uh, Alex, your thoughts here? Canes, Golden Knights. Yeah, I think we're going to see some offense here, but I think we're going to see it early. I like the first period over. I got it minus $1.20. You can find it minus $1.25. I still like that price. And, you know, you look at obviously, okay, Vegas is one of the best teams as far as getting off to a fast start. Uh, looking at some of the charts from our friend of the program, Chris Otto, he put up the first period numbers. Vegas. Seven and three, their last 10 in the first period over, 10 for 15 on the year, but also 12 and three. With a goal in the first 10 minutes, that's also on a 7-3 and three run, which is the same for Carolina. Carolina haven't been getting exactly that second goal to cash those first period over. They've been getting goals early within the first 10 minutes. So this definitely feels like that it could be that kind of a spot here, especially Carolina you know, wanting to play well on the road. Uh, except Vegas now you know, kind of reverting back, having some issues, missing some more guys again. Uh, and Carolina is just a, a much more superior team. You know, Vegas on a three-game win streak. But once again, kind of like we talked about with Anaheim and some of the other teams, you know, the teams they beat, you know, weren't, weren't saying much. Minnesota is the best team that they beat there, but they caught them toward the end of a, of a road trip. So 
this definitely feels like a spot where, yeah, if you wanted Carolina, the only thing you could probably play would be regulation. But I like the first period over here a bit more. You're only getting uh, laying a cheap price, like I said, between $1.20 and $1.25. All right, good stuff. Liking the over in the first period here, Alex, with Carolina and Vegas. Jimmy, what do you like here, Carolina-Vegas? Yeah, I like that first period over as well, but I also like Vegas in this. I, I don't know. I've just got this feeling maybe, maybe the boys of Carolina went out and have a good time last night. Then again, we've seen other teams uh, do quite well after that. But uh, no, I don't know. I just got a good feeling about Vegas in this one. Um, give me the Vegas Golden Knights on the money line as well as the first period over. All right, good stuff. And I'm just reading. Tyler Sagan has uh, five points in the last five games, so it's strengthened my uh, – my, uh, uh, case, I guess, if you will, for Sagan tonight in that Dallas-Detroit game. He's the one, maybe. Points, score, goal, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, definitely something to keep in mind, for sure, uh, in, in that one. Pierre-Luc Dubois, didn't mention him in the Edmonton-Winnipeg game. Goal score, props, shots, any points, anything like that. I'll be looking at some of those uh, in, this, in, in that Edmonton-Winnipeg game. Now, he's played great, and kudos to him. Bounce back year for him with the Jets because it didn't go well for him after that trade between Columbus and Winnipeg. He struggled to go uh, to fit in there a little bit. Definitely some issues uh, really getting comfortable. And then there's a bunch of blues I'd look at. I already mentioned you know, someone in our chat. It was Cheshire Cat mentioned Cairo. You know, Tarasenko's on fire right now. He's feeling it. Uh, Buchnevich, who they got from the Rangers, O'Reilly, all of their big guns. They could strike tonight against uh, Arizona. So Maybe look at guys like that, too, for a prop tonight. It's a good prop night. Big board, a lot of games. I think we'll see goals in a few of these games, so it's a good night for props to me in the NHL tonight. Great stuff with Alex B. Smith and Jimmy Murphy. Really good to have Alex back uh, on the show today. Uh, we'll wrap up this Tuesday edition of the show, as we always do, with best bets. Uh, Alex, what do you got for us for Tuesday for a best bet? Well, I'm here in Chicago, but we'll head to my other home in St. Paul, Minnesota. We'll go with the Wild and the Sharks over five and a half minus a dollar twenty. Wild, like I said, five and zero oh, uh, to the over at home. Don't see the Sharks really uh, putting up a much of a defensive front here, so I uh, like that over. So uh, five and a half over with Minnesota and San Jose is my best bet tonight. There you go, five and a half uh, over five and a half minus one twenty. San Jose, Minnesota, best bet for Alex B. Smith. Jimmy, uh, best bet. I'm going with that revenge factor with the Oilers in Winnipeg. Give me that reverse puck line for a hell of a value on a best bet. All right, there we go. Uh, Edmonton, uh, Winnipeg, uh, reverse puck line for uh, Jimmy Murphy. Uh, the Oilers in revenge mode for that playoff lo loss, series loss to the uh, Jets last year. This is the first meeting since then, and he's going to go with Edmonton minus one and a half at plus 225. Uh, in that one uh, against the Winnipeg Jets for his best bet. And my best bet for this uh, Tuesday card, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Florida uh, in regulation here, minus 115. It's just for me, I think the Islanders are just going to, it's 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 off to the home game. It's get back home. We're excited. Get this damn trip over with. We've been on the road forever. And to get Florida in a mood where Florida is going to play with that desperation and that urgency tonight. They've now lost four in a row. Uh, they don't like the way their game's trending. I liked a lot of their game against Tampa Bay uh, on Saturday night, even though they lost that game in overtime. If not for Andre Vasilevsky and Nett, that's a different result for the Panthers. They probably would have snapped the losing streak Saturday night if Vasilevsky didn't play so well. I think tonight's the night Florida gets back in the win column, takes advantage of just the long, the end of a very long and brutal first month on the road for the Islanders. So Florida in regulation, minus 115. Uh, that'll be my best bet for this Tuesday card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Great to be with Alex and Jimmy today. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, 
Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith and Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Wednesday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.